0: Hi, this is Tim, and welcome to Tim and Amber's Automation Survival Show. Or at least that's what one of our patrons on Patreon want to call this. And I have an update on that. We are gonna let you name this podcast. Between now and the ninth episode, we are gonna be taking submissions for what you think we ought to name this podcast. And then we're gonna select from the best submissions and put it out for a social media vote. And to make it fun, we're gonna do a giveaway. We're gonna be giving away one of the PLC tools, analog simulators. And this one was on a demo and it never got put back into stock. So I thought it would make a real good giveaway. On the 10th episode, we'll announce two important things. First, who won the naming of the podcast? And of course they're going to get the analog simulator. And the second one is whether this podcast will actually continue. This is a 10 episode pilot series to see if we can help people over podcasting platforms. So it's gonna be really important between now and then that you give us our feedback, because that's the only way we have to know how much we're helping you. Okay, but on to today's episode. Today we're gonna talk about what should you charge as a PLC programmer. And the short answer for everyone who's wondering what you can make as a PLC programmer is the average salary is around $75,000 with a high of about $115,000 and an entry level if you have little to no experience of around $30,000. And for an hourly rate of what you can get paid to be a PLC program, not what you should charge, that's gonna equate to about $36 an hour on average with an entry level of about $20 an hour and a high of about $55 an hour. Now, that is what you can expect to make. That is not what your employer is gonna charge for you or what, as a customer, you should expect to be charged. Or most importantly, if you're thinking about going out on your own, it is not what you should charge. Also, one other thing about numbers in this one is all the numbers I'm giving you are based in the United States. And obviously, even in the United States, it's gonna vary by region, but worldwide, There's places that numbers are gonna be higher and there's places that numbers are gonna be lower. Before we even get started digging these numbers, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. A lot of you voiced concern earlier this week when I said I was gonna do a podcast on what you should charge an hour because if you are looking for PLC programming services, the PLC programmer's hourly rate should not be the determining factor in your decision-making. And you're absolutely right. It should not. In fact, if somebody calls me and says I need this specific PLC programming services done, and the next question from them is, "What is your hourly rate?" I tell them to go somewhere else, because that's the wrong question. The question should be, "How much will this service cost?" And there's a few reason for this, and and really, you can learn a lot about your customer's perspective by those two questions. Is Let's say I charge $150 an hour, and it takes me two hours to do a job, and someone else can do it for $75 an hour, but it takes them eight hours. Then I'm gonna cost $300 total for that service, and they're gonna cost $600 total for that service. Let's make it even closer though. Let's say I can do it in my two hours at $150 an hour, And someone else can do it in four hours at $75 an hour. Now I'm $300 and the other program is $300. So who gave the greater value? And I think this is a key indicator that you can use to gauge customers is how they respond to this. Because some customers can only see the dollars per hour and they're just looking for the cheapest dollars per hour. But all right, now... We ended up at the same cost, $300 versus $300. Was one more valuable than the other? Well, absolutely. The $150 an hour person was only in your plant half of the time or was only disrupting you half of the time. So if they can get in and get out super fast and do the same job for you, then yeah, they probably deserve even more. They probably should have charged actually probably $200 an hour, now I'm just throwing numbers out now, but in other words, there is value in reducing the amount of time that your process is disrupted. From a customer perspective, you should not be that concerned with what the cost is per hour. You should be concerned with how much a job is going to cost total. Now, that doesn't mean that the dollars per hour is not important in this podcast episode because I hear a lot of people that have almost zero logic in how they figure out what they charge per hour. Even if we're charging by the job, and that was a lot of people said, you should never charge by the hour, you have to charge by the job. I get that, but still you do have to estimate how many hours it's gonna take, how much we'll say material it's gonna take, and you have to multiply your hours by something. And yeah, so there still is an importance. And I think this is something that when I talk to a lot of people that are starting out, I ask them, how, how did, you, did you determine this hourly rate that you're using? And they really have just pulled it out of thin air. Now, there's a couple of things about pulling it out of thin air. You're cool to pull it out of thin air, as long as you probably pull the median price that people are charging an hour. But if you're just pulling some crazy number out of the air, and chances are, if you're starting out, it's a low number out of the air, then you're gonna have a hard time making money. Also, you're probably gonna be getting customers that I'll say are in the bottom of the barrel. If you're a small business or a one-person operation, or right now you're just in the fringes of thinking about going out on your own, then your expenses are much higher than you think they are. And i've been doing this long enough now that i don't mind sharing some numbers with you in fact that was the other comment that i got a lot people ask are you sure you really want to share that information well yeah i mean it's just math it's not any type of top secret stuff let's dig into some of the numbers first what do people charge well for the most part the range is going to be somewhere between seventy dollars an hour and $250 an hour. Now that is a ginormous range. So let's start with the median number, which is gonna be $160 an hour. Now, everyone who's thinking about getting into this industry and is quick at math has dollar signs in their eyes because they're thinking, whoa, this is an insane amount of money you can make. And the next thing they're doing is they're multiplying that $160 an hour by 40 hours a week by 50 weeks a year. And are like, whoa, we're gonna make $320,000 a year doing this. And every customer out there is like, I knew these integrators were making a ton off of us, but let's do some reality checks on the numbers first. Personally, as a one-person operation, and I'll stick mainly with that in this statement, is you're only going to be able to bill around 24 hours a week. Now there was some discussion back and forth with several people about this in the past few days, because a lot of them really felt you could do 40 hours a week. And my next thing was, well, how do you land your jobs? And he's like, well, I have somebody else that does that. Oh, how do you do your billing? Oh, we have somebody else that does that. Now we're talking about overhead. We've got two people that you're supporting. So in the end, I think it probably all washes out. So, but for this, I'm going to speak of mainly if you are going out there having to do it all, then you've got to go find the work. You've got to plan the work. You've got to go grab parts for the work. You've got to pay bills. You've got to invoice. If you're smart, you're continually doing retraining. You probably don't even have a cleaning service. You got to go clean the potty and everything. So there are tons of other things out there that you have to do besides billable hours. People have split this different ways, but I would say that means that you probably spend one day doing all the planning and all those things, you're probably gonna spend three days really doing the work. And then you probably have a day to clean up the loose ends. And whether that be Monday's planning, Tuesdays, Wednesday, Thursdays, doing work and Fridays tying up loose ends. However, in the end, it's gonna be about 24 hours a week. Also, let me make sure I'm not being deceptive. Nowhere in there did I state that this is a 40 hour work week. You're probably working 10 to 12 hours a day You're probably working a lot of weekends if you're trying to build a business. You're gonna be in minimum in the 50 to 60 hour range. And then how many weeks can we work? Chances are you can get 50 weeks. You're probably gonna end up with Christmas and Thanksgiving off or the week before, week after, depending on if your industry happens to have shutdown work. Now that means we have 24, Billable hours, we can do 50 weeks a year, and we're charging $160 an hour, that's gonna be $192,000 a year. That's significantly higher than the $75,000 a year that I said you're gonna make. So let's look into some of the expenses that you are gonna have. First, you're gonna have a shop space, and that is gonna vary tremendously by region. I would say that's probably a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month minimum. Let's call that twelve hundred fifty dollars. That's fifteen thousand dollars a year to have somewhere to work. Then you're gonna have utilities, which would include obviously an electric bill, maybe you have a gas bill to heat the place, you got a cell phone, you've got internet, and all that adds up, probably about sixty five hundred dollars a year. And then since I am a UL panel builder, but I'll say everyone probably has something like this in whatever realm they're in, is I have my fees and general expenses for being a UL panel shop, which includes obviously my yearly fee, includes my quarterly inspection, includes calibration of tools, and all of those things. And really it comes up to about $5,000 a year. And then kind of along that line, we have tools. And well, one, there's always a cool new tool I need, but also a lot of times there's a time-saving tool and you can spend an unreal amount of money in tools. And I think $500 a month or $6,000 a year is probably, probably on the low end of what you actually would spend. Then you have training, and you know me, I believe, you know, even me, I spend as much money as I can training and learning. So five thousand dollars a year for training really doesn't go very far. Then you have software, and you know, software is one of those that varies a lot. I mean, I know some are managing to get by on a few thousand dollars, and I know others that are near the six-digit range on software. So that's one that there is a tremendously broad spectrum, but really somewhere, I think, probably in the 5,000 to $7,500 range a year is really, if you're gonna be equipped to really go out there and do something, that's about where I think it would cost. So I put down $6,500 a year. And then you have accounting services, and obviously I don't give that type of advice, but I would say as soon as you can afford an accountant, get an accountant and it's a couple thousand dollars a year and right down from it is legal stuff and that's all I can call it is legal stuff because yeah that's not the type of advice I get here except that yeah you probably do need to have a lawyer sometimes to review some things so a couple thousand dollars a year for it then you have travel and obviously travel is one of those that varies tremendously depending on exactly what industry you're serving So I just pulled our number for that. It's somewhere right around $10,000 a year. And honestly, we don't travel a tremendous amount now. And we have insurance. Oh gosh, that's a whole different podcast uh, platform to talk about insurance. But insurance is one of those that, you know, there's a lot of different types. And yeah, you probably ought to have just about every type that's out there as soon as you can afford it. Health insurance, around $12,000. Liability insurance, probably around $6,000. And then we have a complete crazy spectrum of taxes that I know have some benefit but I don't understand half of them but taxes you know such as business license and all those things they're probably about five grand and the final one on my list of expenses which actually is the only variable expense that I put in here is charity or in general contributing to help your make your community a better place And this is something that I am a firm believer in is as a successful person in your industry, you do have an obligation to help contribute both to your community and to the raising of the next generation of our industry. And I put that at 10%. So the sum of those numbers for $160 an hour person is going to be $100,200, and that's going to make our income before taxes $91,800. Then you're going to have your self-employment tax. And once you take into account it, that is going to make our gross income $77,755, which is really close to that industrial average of $75,000. Now, Obviously you can argue those expenses a little each way. Maybe I missed some, maybe mine are different than yours, but they're probably pretty close. And maybe one you have high and I have low, but I think in the end, it's gonna be a wash. But okay, now let's talk about what happens when we go from $160 an hour programmer to $100 an hour programmer. At that point, our expenses are nearly the same. In fact, Really, the charitable giving is the only variable expense I have. So our total expenses now are going to be $93,000, which means our income before the self-employment tax is going to be around $27,000. And yeah, our gross income, twenty-two dollars to $23,000. Now, when I share this with people who are looking to get in this industry, First, they usually look at me like I've completely lost my mind because they're like, no way. There is no way that it costs that much. And my next question for them always is, have you created a budget? I mean, do you even know how much your costs are? Or is it kind of on a clipboard in the truck? And more times than not, yeah, it's all kind of on a clipboard on the truck. But when you get laying it out in a budget, these costs are there. And you also, as you lay it out, you're going to begin to see holes in what you're doing. And the two big holes I see so often is health insurance and liability insurance. And these are the two things that you think you can live without until you can't live without them. that's probably worth another podcast episode. But let's move on to our next rate, because really 100 to 160, those kind of were the numbers that I heard the most when I asked people what they charge. But we also talked about $70 an hour and $250 an hour, which were the two far ends of the spectrum. So for if you're charging $70 an hour, first, if you go by Tim's, you can only charge 24 hours in a week idea and there are 50 weeks in a year, you can only gross $84,000. And when you get putting all of these expenses down, you're gonna have $89,000 roughly in expenses, which means bottom line, you are losing money. How do people do it and not lose money? They don't have health insurance. They don't have liability insurance. They don't have the proper software, all those little, things start getting cut. And while I don't like to give warnings, especially warnings like don't hire somebody because they're too cheap, this may be the one time, don't hire somebody because they're too cheap because do they have health insurance? Do they have liability insurance? Are they using the right software? And well, okay, maybe you're like, well, I don't care if they're using the right software or not. I've ran into quite a few that are using a time-limited version of the software. So they, they download the software or they manage to get a license and it's time limited and they do the job. And then you call them a month later and say, hey, I, I need this little tweak done. And they're like, oh, um, I can't do that now. I don't have the software. And <laughs> what are you gonna do now? The other end of the spectrum was the $250 an hour person. We Let's go ahead and go through that one. If you just draw down through my estimate, then that's going to put them in a gross income of about $160,000. Now that's much higher than the 115,000 that I said was really our high range of the industry. Chances are the people that are in this range are using some much higher end software for one. And also they're spending a fortune on training because really That's how you get to those higher numbers. Okay, there are some numbers to kind of start thinking about to kind of wrap your head around what should you be charging per hour. A little bit about my numbers. I did do research on the salary, the average salary, the entry level, and the high end of it. And I researched what people are charging an hour, the average, the high, and the low. So those are fairly accurate. As far as the expenses, if there was an industrial average available, like health insurance was kind of one of the easy ones, then I plugged that in. Some of the other ones I used my past experience on, I did run this by some other people and they said that my data matched about what their data was. So the data's, I won't say perfectly accurate, but it's probably a great starting point. To get your wheels turning on what you need to charge an hour to really make a living at this. And I think the big takeaway is first, you need a budget. You've got to have a budget so you can know what to shoot for. I mean, in the end, like I said, it's all math, but we got to start laying out what are expenses? How much do we want to make? Then yeah, we can start doing some math and we can break this down and we can figure out what we have to charge an hour to get there. So, I hope this video has been helpful. Again, put your submission in for what we should name this podcast. And if you're chosen as a finalist and your suggestion wins in our vote, then you will get a PLC Tools Analog Simulator. Till next time. Hi, hey, this is Tim. And this is Amber of TW Controls. Hey, thanks for finding our channel. And if our videos have helped you make some money and you're not using our products, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Till next time. See ya.